Hello and welcome to the Praying Mama Room. I am Grace McWillola. Well, moms and grandmas, I hope that you have enjoyed the discussion that we were having with our men and women of the U.S. Armed Services. We are continuing on that same subject of loyalty, freedom, and independence. This is the second series, and this one is entitled Loyalty. So please join me in continuing to listen, and I hope that you are keeping an open mind and that you are engaging and are able to get something out of it. Remember, we are changing the atmosphere for our next generation, even by the discussion that we are having. Let us begin. So um, I want to ask you guys, the ones that have been deployed, what do you think when you got back home? Do you think that you are blessed to be from this country or does it really make any much of a difference? Do you see much of different that sticks out to you? Do you want anybody want to share that? Yeah, uh, I, I was deployed to South Korea about 20 something years ago. So what I noticed when I was in South Korea was that uh, the older Koreans, they would come up to us and say, thank you. Because remember, back in the 50s, we have to go over there to help them. Mm. So older people will come to us and be so thankful. Sometimes they will bring you gift to say mm. thank you. Wow. But the younger one, they were like, hey, you guys need to go back home. What are you guys doing here? Wow. So what I noticed was that um, uh, the younger one, just like Cedric said earlier, some people at a point they don't uh, understand what they are really they're taking for granted mm -hmm. the freedom going now but the older folks they remember what mm. happened like decades before so that's my own experience yeah i guess my perspective was a little different when i traveled overseas uh, most of my time spent in uh, asia um one thing is is clear that you know when you're in place like Japan, you know, in Korea, those are, uh, those are sort of like um, uh, ethnicities, those countries are based on ethnicities, you know, but here, and, and you know, you can never go to Korea and be a real Korean, you know, or a Japanese or, you know, even a Filipino, but in this country, it seems like people from all over the world can come here and become Americans, and I think that was so different and so unique you know, once I realized that, and uh, I think about sometimes it's almost like a reflection of what the body of Christ is. You know, we are all uh, different people, but we all, once we've given our life to Jesus Christ, we become, you know, Christians of every denomination and, and, and from every uh, culture and country and region. And I think that's a, that's a kind of like a, you know, a, um, thing about America. Thank you. I, I think that's the neat thing about America is you yeah. can be from anywhere and um, and be accepted as an America versus when you are not in America. And that's coming from somebody that didn't serve. But what I have observed from being somewhere else, you are, even when people see you and you're not uh, there their color, you know, the same type mm -hmm. of skin, but they see you and they see you speaking English 
And the first thing they see is America on you. And that's speaking from my experience of, you know, traveling, you know, going to Korea with my husband. I remember mm. uh, they would uh, wave at me. <laughs> they would wave at me <laughs> because I was an American. They, they, they appreciate that. But one thing that Mr. Cedric stayed that stand out is the young ones. They're not realizing they don't understand what has come from from before. And it, it seems that we're losing that. Not too long ago, I was reading uh, the, the preaching of uh, Pastor Cho in, in, South, in South Korea. And that was another thing that he said was the young ones, they're not realizing what was. So uh, like uh, one person just said just now, the older ones will come to him when he was in Korea and thank him as an American. They don't care if he was black or white, whatever color, right. but as an American, they will say thank you. Now, the younger ones who didn't go through what he went through, they were like, what are you doing in our country? They just don't understand the sacrifice that the olders, the, the, the one in the past have, have, have paid. So uh, with that being said, I want to ask you guys another question. So my next question is about liberty and independence. What would you say that truly means to you guys? Now, I want you to answer with what the U.S. stands for. Please keep in mind that as you answer and also think about why you think that our children and the young generation should take more to take this more seriously. What does that mean to any of you? Anybody wants to, to start? Liberty and independence, you say? Yes. It means it means uh, it means uh, it means a level of responsibility. You know, and that's one thing as a citizen of America, we need to realize that uh, our, our uh, society requires people to be responsible. You know, we need to honor the laws, the, the, the just laws that, uh, that are created because it enables us to live in a cohesive society. And that's the thing we need to pass on to our children. You know, yeah, you have freedoms. You have rights, but there are also responsibilities that come along with that. Right. You can't infringe on other people's rights or, or uh, freedoms, you know, just so that you can have your own way. But right. I think that's an important aspect that uh, the kids aren't getting today. That's so true. That is yes. so true. I agree with that. I, th I think that uh, when we look at, I like what you said about uh, there being uh, a great sense of responsibility that we must all accept and practice because our youth today they uh all of all about their freedoms and i have a right to say this or i have a right to do that but the thing of it is is you have a right to say and do whatever you want to but you don't control the uh, uh what happens because of your selection so like you said it is important to obey the laws. It is important to understand that, yes, you can do anything you want to. However, there are consequences that come along with those decisions that we make. And we have to look at the decisions that we make from a spiritual perspective and make sure that our decisions line up with uh, the, the uh, path and the, 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 the doctrine uh, that God has for us. And a lot of youth aren't hearing the word 
and 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 it's our responsibility as parents, as grandparents, as aunts, uncles, as people who have influence over our youth to be an example of that. And yes. and and that's our responsibility to do that. Yes, thank you so much. So that brought me to my next question. If you already answered it kind of, my next question was if you were to advise any one of these young generation about the subject matter that we're discussing, what would you tell them? And I think what you said was that we need to let them realize that just because you have the freedom to do something doesn't mean you should take advantage of it. If I if I got you right, that's what you were saying. Right. But for those of you who have younger ones, uh, in my case, I have uh, some teenagers. What would you say about freedom to them? Because uh, one of the things that I'm concerned about as uh, in their mind, they don't have the full grasp of what they have. So what would you advise them as, you know, you can lose your freedom. You can lose your independence if you do the wrong thing. Um, you know, you hang around with the wrong crowd because they are they will be quick to take it away from you by you being either locked up or whatever. How would you advise them? Because this society is, is really nonchalant. They're just like, oh, well, they're not really thinking about it. So how should we start uh, directing them and engaging them? Because they know the, they know the right thing, but the more society is kind of waving away from what's right, they're going to follow. And I would hate to lose anyone anyone just because they're following by the wind. So anybody wants anybody wants yeah. to kind of uh, yeah. give us your perspective? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think, and I think you are already on the right track, um, knowing you and Wally. And it's like, uh, I believe it was Cedric said that he was raised in a Christian home. And that's mm -hmm. the first foundation we need to have. Right. Uh, because our society and our our, our uh, way of of government depends on a moral and religious people. See, because we have to realize that we have we answer to a higher power. That is mm -hmm. the first basic foundations we need to instill in our children. Uh, we need to train them up in the way that they should go. So that when they're old and not depart, they're not uh, led astray by all this foolishness that's going on out there. So I, I think it's important that. Uh, we could we uh, share the gospel with our children as a young age and put them in those environments. Even as they get older, I stress to my kids as being young young adults that they need to surround themselves with like-minded people. Whether it's in church, if they can't find it in their jobs or in places like that, you can always find a church with other Christian-minded people, young people as yourselves, and I think that will help protect them. From going astray because we all are influenced by uh what they used to call it um uh yeah you know when um you know when you're influenced by other people they say that you're uh i forget what the word the term is but peer sure pressure that's the word peer pressure yes. yeah so you know there's bad peer pressure and there's also good peer pressure people that encourage you to do what's right you know Mm -hmm. and, and and i think we we have a head start on most families uh most people who don't have didn't come up with good, solid Christian family, you know? Yes, yes, yes. So that being said, now I should have probably asked this question earlier and I uh, thought about it because there was something you said 
that kind of make me want to ask it now. Loyalty. How do you think our society here in America compared to when you were aboard? How do you think the younger ones, how do you think they are loyal to their, uh, either to their culture or to their country versus what we are experiencing now? And if anybody have an advice of the, you know, loyalty, what would you tell the younger ones? Uh, I, I want to use a, a, a current, um, current world event as an example. So I don't, I don't know how many of you, uh, pay attention to, uh, sports and I'm talking particularly with the NBA. There's a young man by the name of Ja Morant. He is a phenomenal talent on the court. His father has been at his games courtside and uh, his father is is pictured as his friend, and he has been involved in a couple of major uh, newsworthy incidents that has thrown him a very negative light on him based on his behavior. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm talking about an incident where he was uh, uh, brandishing uh, a gun in a strip club, and wow. then he got suspended eight games. And then he was recorded on Instagram by his friends riding in a Jeep with a gun again. Okay. And, and my whole point to this is when you talk about influence and you talk about loyalty, our kids absolutely have to be taught what is true loyalty. Because here's a young man that's 22 years old. He has a, a, a ungodly amount of money at his disposal. Mm-hmm. However, he is still trying to portray himself as something that he absolutely is not. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there is a responsibility <laughs> that the veterans of the league have to him to somebody to pull his coattail and say, hey, man, this is not the way to go. Because mm-hmm. the people who are exposing you, they don't have anywhere near uh, what you have to lose. Mm-hmm. So, so when you start talking about his friend group, and, and I liken that to what uh, what the gentleman said about you know if we get our kids to hang out with other uh, uh, Christian kids, but I also I also uh, lay a a shade of of caution to that. So I grew up the son of a preacher. Mm-hmm. I learned at an early age how to manipulate my father's name to get certain things that I wanted to get that had my father known about it, he probably would not have supported it. So Mm. again, every, I mean, every Christian kid is just like every Christian person. Everybody who carries a Bible does not carry the principles of God with them everywhere that they go. So I think that we, we, we also have to kind of vet uh, who our kids hang out with. We have to vet the messages that we let them see. And also we have to let them see that we are fallible as parents, but we show them how to ask for forgiveness and then demonstrate the loyalty to God by not recommitting those sins over and over again. Thank you so much. That is so powerful. I wish that more uh, parents are uh, pay more attention and teaching their kids about uh, knowing who they are, because sometimes like that young man that you say, he's at such a young age that maybe what he was uh, 
shown what was put in front of him is uh, money. <laughs> he has money yeah. at his disposal, not the value that goes behind having money. The and responsibility so can, that goes with yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's, so he's not really doing what he's supposed to do. And uh, this is a, a good time for him to be a, a good example, but he's well, choosing the wrong way. There's a saying that says, to whom much is given, much is required. But that's, that's right. more than a saying. That has to be taught. What yes. does that mean? What does that mean? Because it's not always resources that we are given uh, 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 in large quantities that represents our responsibility. Some right. kids have the power of influence. They just they are just uh, magnets. People are drawn to them. Mm -hmm. And if those kids can influence other kids to do more uh, uh, spiritual things, more godly things and what have you, it can be just as infectious as those who are drawn away into gangs or who are drawn away into uh, uh, self-destructive behaviors. But again, it's it's about helping those kids, helping our kids to see those strengths that they have, even though it may not be, you know, maybe you can't jump out of this gym. Maybe you just have a love for God. Yes. How how much is that highlighted amongst our youth? Not very much. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's, it's not really highlighted at all. So, yeah. um, you know, I one of my hopes is that uh, we will start. It start at the home. And yes. I, I want us to start realizing that everything start at the home and what we bring from the home, we take outside and. If we don't do it, then the outside will penetrate our children. So thank you so much for, um, for your insight. Can I ask you yes. something real quick? Yes, please. Yes, I'm going please. to come at it from another angle using okay. what the military is currently experiencing when mm -hmm. it comes to recruitment. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I want to believe, I mean, there are so many factors that is involved, but one of the biggest factor is, uh, I don't know, maybe you, you guys remember uh, Vanessa uh, Gillian that died at uh, Fort Hood. Mm -hmm. So I guess one of the factors why the militaries are unable to recruit, because right now for this last year, last physical year, the army failed to meet their recruitment target. Uh, they, <clears throat> they were supposed to get uh, 62,000 62, soldiers. I think they were 20,000 uh, uh, less. This physical year again, it looks like they will not meet their target again. They're already saying by the end of uh, September 30th mm -hmm. this year, they will miss the target. And, at, and one more thing is most of these uh, teenagers, I don't mm -hmm. think they see that loyalty to the country that they need to serve. So um, again, one of the factors is the headlines that is coming from the military hearing that uh so that went missing and mm -hmm. nobody cares maybe they are thinking that the leadership don't care when the soldier go missing and uh, nobody's looking for that soldier only for the soldier to turn up dead mm -hmm. and we have another one after that so we've had a sequence of events that the headline is not positive for the military so in in that scenario the youths are looking like they don't hold the country anything by serving it. Mm, that's, that is really a good point because when it's in a negative light, instead of a positive light, like you guys have, you have all the points of why you join, but mm -hmm. 
But these days they're putting out there all the negative headlights. So thank you for sharing that. But uh, we hope that that will change somewhere that uh, people will start embracing. Because I believe that the U.S., you know, actually have one of the best military in the world. And it's not just, well, go we ahead. Are the best. We, we, are the best. we are the best. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. Well, yeah, we are the best and we are the only one that stand against any evil, any evil in the world. Oh, my exactly. goodness. I wish that, you know, that, that is such an impactful statement. And I wish that more people would, would see that aspect of the U.S. military versus what is being promoted these days. And I don't know, like I say, I don't know where you will go in the world that people, especially when you serve, people are like, you serve in the U.S. military? All of a sudden, you are like the... Can I share, can I share something real quick? Yes, please. Because I, de I deployed to Afghanistan in 2016. Oh, and I've I, 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 I deployed three times. I, mm. I deployed to Iraq in 05. Mm -hmm. 2016, I deployed to Afghanistan. 2017, I deployed to UAE. But I will tell you there was a scenario in Afghanistan that we have to go off base. Mm. And, um, and we wanted the Afghan soldiers to lead the way. And I will not lie to you. They just refused to leave. What? The only time they moved was when the U.S. was in front. Oh my. So just to share a little experience of what I witnessed, why the US is the best in the world. Wow, that is so powerful. Even in their own country, they still look up to the US and how powerful and how strong and trust. <laughs> that is some kind of trust. If I if I am going to allow you to lead me in my own country, that means I trust you. So mm -hmm. that thank you for sharing that. That is very impactful. That is so impactful. Thank you so much for joining me uh, on this subject today. So that concludes the discussion on loyalty. I want to end this session with a closing prayer. Father God, we just thank you for your words. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for those who are faithfully serving and those who are loyal to the truth, to your word. Father God, I thank you that our children are learning to have your word in their heart that they delight in you and they delight in your word, they delight in your truth and that they are loyal in whatever path, whatever service that you are set in their heart to be in, to serve diligently, to be faithful and truth in their service to you as they serve their fellow men. In doing so, Lord God, we ask that they will find favor in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, moms and grandma, I thank you for joining me once more here in the discussion session of the Praying Mama Room. I invite you to join me in the praying session of the Praying Mama Room as we're going to share the scripture and a final prayer regarding the discussion on loyalty. I hope to see you next time here as we continue to change the atmosphere for the next generation. I am Mokbulola by His Grace. <music>